folks, and welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective. My name is Brendan Sorsatel from Queensland Rugby Union, and joining me as always is my old pal, Jay Ball. How are we, mate? Living a dream, saucy boy. How you doing, my brother? Very good. Now, before we get any further, mate, got to give a special shout-out to our competition sponsors, All Sports Physiotherapy. Thank you very much for your support, folks. But, Jay, we're two rounds in. We're coming up to round three. Point to be in play for this weekend. We are getting to the business end. Yeah, mate. Look, I'm absolutely fizzing. I think um, I think the intent has been there, even though competition points haven't been on the line. People understand that this is pretty much do or die in particular as of this weekend. It's essentially an eight-week run to the finals. You know, you have no wiggle. You've got no way to... Uh, you, you've got no... Um, way to go, but up hopefully if you can get those Ws. So it's going to be interesting to see what people do and how they attack it, whether they come out of the blocks firing or not. But, you know, seeing the intent, as I said, over the opening two rounds is exciting. And I think uh, I think we're going to see a pretty hotly contested um, all sports physiotherapy hospital challenge cup once again. Well, mate, before we jump any further into the round two matches, got to ask, how did you return to third grade go on the weekend, mate? Mate, we went down. We went down to your boys, actually. It was a bit of a stinger. It was um, it was really hard, eh? It was so hard. My lungs were so sore in the opening 20 minutes. But as the game wore on, I was a bit better. So, yeah, the match fitness was good. But I think we went down by two or three points, unfortunately. But, mate, pretty bloody good battle. So, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> mate, I, you wanted to put money on it last week, mate. Yeah, because I'm not a coward. Yeah, because I'm not a coward like you. Oh, mate, I just didn't want to take your money, mate. You know, it's hard times at the moment. You are a saddo, mate. You're a big, big saddo. Oh, mate, come on. Pot kettle sort of yards there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, big news as well that we'll officially announce on the podcast, mate. Now that I'm officially out of the Reds bubble, now that they've got to be uh, in super hard out lockdown, uh, I'm going to make my way back down to Tigerland as well. Are you really? Yes, mate. That's so epic. Maybe, That's sexy. Maybe, maybe next time that uh, East and West play, mate. Uh, you never know. Maybe I'll have the opportunity to smash you then. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where I'm playing there, mate. There's a cast of thousands at Tigerland this year, mate, so I might not... Uh, might not get that, that high up the grades. May not get a Guernsey, mate. I've just tried to sell it to the, the fourth grade coach of, you know, super sub, because God knows I am uh, not a good physical physical dick. But anyway, this is, this not is all the are, are talented enough to walk straight into third grade like me, Sauce. Look, mate, let's move on because this isn't the the sad, unfit old dude podcast. It's <laughs> we're talk, meant to be talking about Hospital Challenge Cup. Um, <laughs> now, mate, re- match of the round on the weekend, Bond University versus Sunnybank. It was the first time we saw Bond. Sunnybank were obviously coming off a pretty rough match to the hand of East. But this one went down to the wire, mate. It was an absolute cracker down at the canal. Yeah, mate. Look, to be honest, Sunnybank sort of had the ascendancy for, you know, 99% of that match. But there was that small period there sort of in the 60th to the 65th middle or something around that. It was a six-minute burst where um, where Bond just went, you know, bing, bang, boom, picked up three tries and then got the lead. And then Tommy Lucas was able to 
snatched that lead at the death with about four minutes to go. And then Mitch Third, yeah, we saw, uh, we've all seen the highlights, 40-odd metres out, nails it to get, come away with a one-point win. But, um, like, yeah, it was, it was a strange match of footy. We were saying last week, you know, in, in at least in my opinion, Bond needed to get that W because they start so poorly. But that that match was almost a perfect snapshot of Bond's seasons over the last two or three years. Start slow, and then there's a period in the back end where they show just how good they are and how talented they are and how good their attack is. But they fall short, whereas this time they were able to come away with a butter confection. So that that was a big win for Bond. I know no points online. I know against an opposition in Sunnybank who are, you know, uh, in a rebuilding phase, I guess you could say. But we saw last year in the last round of the season, Sunnybank picked up the bunter bowl after Dustin Bond in that round. So a bit of a bogey team for them. So it was good for Bond to be able to get that W. Hopefully that kickstarts their season now that points are on offer. Well, uh, obviously, as you mentioned, mate, narrow match. It was down to the wire, 37-35. We should mention the final score in there. It was tip for tat. But Sonny Bank actually managed to get out to a pretty commanding lead here. But in terms of closing it out, that was always going to be a challenge. But I think if we have a look at Bond, like as you mentioned, in terms of that slow start scenario, I think we spoke about this just before we hopped on the podcast. While they got away with it against Sunnybank, if they do that to a Jeeps, UQ and East, sort of the teams that we've seen really start to uh, sort of put it, make a name for themselves in what's going to be an abbreviated season at the moment. Um, you know, there won't be any coming back. No, no, no. As I said, there's no wiggle room this season at all. So, you know, you cannot, you cannot come out of the block slowly. So, as I said, hopefully that is the slow start to the season that they've typically had. Typically, their slow start to the season is five or six losses in a row. Hopefully, it's Can't just uh, 50 minutes. No, hopefully, it's, hopefully for Bond, it's just 50-odd minutes of slow footing. Um, but, yeah, like that, that right there, you know, it showed... That it looked like they were blooding a few youngsters as well. Uh, Rian Stowers came on. He played a full game of... Um, reserve grade and then came on in that yellow headgear for the majority of this match. And he is an absolute talent. You know, Adam Gowder's going to come back. They got Luke Papworth rocking around on the bench. Zaki Zaki Moimoy is trying to get a bit of fitness. So in resis. So they've got plenty of, plenty of talent. And you know, that, that uh, LD 30 combination is only going to get better as the season goes on. It's also worth mentioning that that was uh, Joey Fidox return to club rugby and only gone back sort of that week. Leading in, having um, having been in the Reds bubble, so in terms of his actual uh, cohesion within the squad, obviously there's a lot of guys that he would have played with before, some new faces. That's going to improve as well. So, yeah, look, I think there's I, I think there's a lot to like about Bond. Time time will tell. Hundred percent. Um, you know, in terms of what what lies ahead for the season, they've got a cracking back line. With a lot of talent in there. They can keep the forwards fit and have them lay a platform, mate. Um, you know, they can be contenders in this competition. I agree, mate. I agree. They just need to remain consistent. So, 
that's it. There's a few new combinations, but there's still there's still that core group of players that they've had for a season or two. Boardman, Third, um, Pritchard, you know, like really talented, hard grafting Premier Grade players. So yeah, they've they've got all the makings to be able to jag a final spot, in my opinion. Very true, mate. Now, moving on, I think while we set on a sunny bank as the match is around, the attention definitely turned to the GPS v South match. And I'll apologise to the Bond folks that I couldn't get down to the Gold Coast because I had to go cover the fact we had Wallaby Century and halfback Will Genia playing How for the Galapagos. How Look, dare you? I love sharing, I like sharing the love around all the clubs. Uh, one, but from a news point of view, that's where the story was. And I've got to say, we got yeah, some excellent bang for our buck out of, in terms of uh, Prem Rugby coverage out of it, mate, because I've never had we'll get, uh, never had Wally Lewis on Channel 9 News on a Friday night talking about Prem Rugby you know, amongst Broncos and other news. So that was a big win. Yeah, and especially with uh, all the turmoil going on at the Broncos, at the moment, I'm surprised they uh, they let up on old Seabold and Co. So, yeah, not bad when you get 100, 100 tests and 100 uh, Super Rugby match uh, Queensland Red having a trundle coming off the bench um, down at Yoku Road. But, mate, this game was all one-way traffic. Yeah, mate. Look, there's a lot to get excited about with the young guns at South at the weekend. And I suppose you could look at it and say that, you know, they had their win against Brothers. They're probably riding a bit high off the back of that. And then to go to Yoku Road um, and then suffer a, a 59-14 defeat, it could have just been a... I think it'll be a learning curve for them. But, you know, I think we spoke about this. It was a little bit like boys to men. We've probably got the team in the competition with the oldest playing cohort coming up against the team with the youngest. And you can just see, like, in that physicality area and stuff like that, like guys like Michael Richards and... Franey came off the bench. Franey's back. You've got some season blokes. He's what a mug. lot of pro what, a mug. what a mug. Big, fat, fourth-grade loser comes out of retirement to bully young kids. What a sad human being. He is a Look, pathetic it, loser. If there's going to be anyone doing it, it was going to be Franey. <laughs> it? it is 100% going to be Franey all the time. But but no, that's, that's exactly right, Sauce. It was literally... Boys against men, uh, men. Like these, these kids are primarily, you know, majority teenagers, and they were going up against, um, you know, as you said, one of the oldest teams in the competition easily, and they were just resoundingly doffing. They just got bashed around the ears. Scrum time, they got smashed. Uh, mate, if there's one shining light, they're obviously their youth, but their line out. Is bloody good. It's very, mate. Mate, they're just they're very slick. So that that's one thing they got going for them. But you know, on the other side of the coin, Jeeps. You know, that's one of the best games the Pencils played in a long time. Slippery Richards came in at open side flank and didn't miss a beat. He was absolutely awesome. Uh, their back row, just in general, Rickworld was really good, really mate, active. I've been really impressed with Rickworld the last two weeks, mate. Hmm. Yeah, he's a tough bugger, and I'm a huge fan of it. I like him at six. I think um, I, I think uh, Sunir and uh, and Kieran Johnson linked up really well. Their forward pack was really good, but yeah, I think that's and and also that's the best game John O'Kent's played in 
a couple of seasons, in my opinion. He was absolutely awesome at the back. So, yeah, I, I like John O'Kenton's fullback. Gives him a bit of free reign to chime in where he can, and he's a genuine finisher. So, John has been looking yeah. good this year, mate. He just seems settled. Mate, he roll, chimes in when he has to. Excellent. His his best position is fullback. I don't I don't see him as a playmaker or a game manager. I see him as someone who can just control things um, as needed at the back, and then can chime in when he wants to. And I think, uh, yeah, he he can control the quality of the touches that he receives. Um, when he's at fullback a bit more, and that makes him look even bloody better, in my opinion. But no, it was it was just yeah, it was just a thumping of the highest regard, and yeah, I think uh, it uh, it brought Souths down a peg or two, it grounded them very much so after being on high after knocking off Brothers the week before. I I, I do have to uh, bring this up. There was a comment that popped up on social media, and I can't remember who was who and whatnot um, in terms of name and names. But one of the, the South Young Guns hopped on the first GPS stream or something like that from week one and was like, oh, great win. Wait till you come to Chipsy Wood. And as I said, I can't remember who, who it was that made the comment, but in typical Freddy fashion, he's jumped on and gone, oh, remember my first win. Um, <laughs> Mate, we know that's in Freddy's rear. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty tough behind the keyboard. He's uh, <laughs> 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 got to be tough somewhere. Um, yeah, mate. But, but anyway, that was that. I was. I just thought that was you know a bit, a bit of humour, a bit of banter, and uh, it went the other way. But uh, yeah, mate, we got to mention. Like, I think I was really impressed with some of the South Young guys, and in particular the two halves. Um, Billy Rutherford and, and Hugo coming off the bench and then obviously after the match for those guys to get a photo with Willie G like it was just like different generations there like those guys would have been coming out of um, primary school when the Reds won in 2011 so they got the chance to play against their idol mate like how cool is that and mate Willie still yeah, got mate, a, a try he scored wow yeah yeah that was just um, that's just experience right there like he's yeah. just a freak but nothing else to it. He, it's good to see, you know, a player of his caliber come down and actually kill it. You know, mm. like yeah, what they should do. Yeah, yeah. It shows. It shows that care, which yeah. is really good to see. Like he, he didn't hold back. He put in a good thirty-minute shift. Yeah, and be the sounds of things as well, mate. He's um, like awesome for guys to play against him with him on the fields, but. Elwi was telling me after the game that he's done a lot of work with that Cooper Cullen Jones that we really liked from round one. Um, mm. Elwi just said like he wouldn't have been where he was in that round one match in terms of his performance had he not been working with Will. So that's crazy, yeah. eh? Fantastic, I love it. Anyway, let's we're popping up Jeep's tires, mate. Let's move on. Yeah, okay. let's move on, <laughs> <laughs> mate. East. Versus West, our boys going up. Oh, wait, no, I don't like this. Let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you've you, you got to deal with this. If you remember last year, mate, in the uh, down show, mm. I had to come through and eat my hat when East lost to North. You could deal with this one, mate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, I'll let it slide. Let's let's do this. Yeah, mate, the Tigers got up in this one, 32-17. 
Um, you know, mate, as hard as this is for you to reflect back on, what did you take out of that match? Uh, I took away that East, the uh, All Sports Physiotherapy Hospital Challenge Cup is East Tigers to lose this season, in my opinion. They, the opening two rounds, they've just shown that they are legit. They've got no weaknesses um, from one through 23. They've got depth coming out the wazoo. They have finishing ability. They have tough, hard grafting forwards. They have good set piece. They've got great skills. There's, I, I, I literally cannot find a weakness in their team. And they showed that, you know, like they, the forwards battle on between West and East, I think was awesome. It was such a high tempo belter of a game. Like the forwards were smoking each other, but I think um, East just had too much class in their back line. They were able to, they were able to finish from deep inside their own half. And, uh, like that, that that was the difference between East and West. And I think we touched on it last week is that, you know, West back line, they've lost so much of their attacking spine. They got Carter Gordon back on the weekend, but um, yeah, it was just, it was just, you could see, it was almost like East are where West are going to be maybe in a season or two. Do you know what I mean? Once they get some more experienced heads, once they get a few more, uh, you know, polished campaigners out in the back line and stuff like that, they're, they're building a squad, whereas East have that squad now of 23, if not 30 players that they can rely on when needed to put together a complete 80-minute performance. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm calling it now. The the Hospital Challenge Cup is for the East Tigers to lose. It's a lot of pressure there, mate. Good. I hope it gets to you and you buckle and you come last. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, that was a real flip, flip of attitude there. Jesus. Um, <laughs> 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 I hold grudges, sauce. Uh, look, for me, mate, um, the last couple of years, like, we've had a squad at East in Prem Grade that, you know, we've had injuries here or there or, um, you know, guys get healed overseas. Like, obviously, I think we had back Warden for the first two rounds last year and then that was it. And then, and then we spent the rest of the year trying to find someone to fill the gap. Um, this year, we've come in, we've got pretty much the full playing cohort um, and things are just clicking. And, mate, given... The, probably the last sort of 18 months, mate, that Jack Frampton's had. He's one of the best up-and-comers in the competition. Uh, he's been on the verge of Aussie Sevens contracts, etc. The injury has just absolutely hampered the bloke. It's great to see him back to his best, mate, and just playing, you know, heads-up footy, what's in front, and, um, you know, it's just positive to see someone come out the back end of you know, multiple ankle injuries and things and then a broken arm. Like he's uh he's had a rough trot for a young fella, mate, but he's come out that other side and he's got that back line firing and he's got class outside of him, you know, Aiden Teller and Benny Moen at eight laying a platform, mate. Um it's it's good footy to watch. And I gotta say, mate, this week smashed around UQV East St. Lucia, mate, I can't wait. It's gonna be a pearl. No, that's gonna be an absolute belter and you can't help but think that that's probably gonna be um, one and two 
or at least um, top three. So, yeah, mate, like... It's going to be an absolute ripper this weekend, but the Tigers, yeah, they they are just they are just humming on a level that no other team is, in my opinion. They they don't look like they've got any COVID hangover whatsoever. Well, mate, UQ this week, GPS and next. I reckon at the moment, looking at the comp, that's our our top three. Um, yep. Things can change, um, and I reckon that fourth spot there would be wide open, but. From the performances we've seen so far, you'd say that at the moment that's where we're likely going to see our top three sit. Um, yeah. But, you know, big couple of games ahead if one of these teams, because Jeeps are playing brothers as well, and if we all remember the major semi-final last year, that was one of the best games of club footy we've, we've seen in a long time. Um, but, um, yeah, mate, if one of the teams these two weeks goes two losses, things could absolutely change um that's it mate anyway uh we'll move on our last game from round two um brothers versus north the north side derby um brothers got up here 33 to north 12 um brothers obviously bouncing back off that loss to to south and went in round one mate but while brothers obviously got a commanding win mate there's still a lot to like about north mate that Length of the field try that uh, Jacob Rideau will make. They were sharp. Mate, they were very sharp. Um, It's a bit of a weird one. Watching that game, I was actually thinking, you know, for the first half, they could potentially have the best line out and one of the best scrums in the competition. Uh, Second half, it sort of turned to water a little bit. But um, they've got... They've got... Something. There's something a bit different about Norse this season. I think Reese Tarpanay is the new Corbin Keenan. I think, yeah, mate. to be honest, the opening two rounds, he's been the player of the tournament thus far. If he keeps, if he keeps putting in performances like this, he is going to get the Alec Evans medal quite rightly because he has been absolutely awesome. He's been probably best on ground two weeks in a row for his team. Um, but it's a, it's a more balanced. North outfit. We've spoken about it before. You know, sometimes they're lacking key positions, second rows, front rows, stuff like that. They're halves. So, you know, they got Prendy and Prudeau who are starting to look good, um, getting a bit more game time in Premier Grade. They've finally got a tight five and a forward pack that is balanced. They've got a big front row. That um, Pete Steph Lowe or whatever his name is, that big fat having a tight head, he is filth, mate. He is so good. Um, and on the flank, you know, that Nathan Tweedy fella coming out of New Zealand, he's he's awesome as well. So, yeah, they're, they're, they just look good. So, yeah, I, I, they're, they're a little off the pace, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're, if they're at least in contention come finals time. You know, they might be one of those teams that is a win or two away, but they're still in conversation because they're going to knock some sides off this season. They're going to take some scalps and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go about it. But um, yeah, North are looking pretty good, but brothers, brothers, I think sort of had this game all along. Um, you know, I think the scoreline is a bit flattering to brothers. North were in it for the majority of it, but um, yeah, brothers, brothers were looking deadly. You know, Ruben Wall, 
had one of his best games in a long time. Jungler Bennett picked up a brace. Um, so, yeah, like they're still missing a lot of key players. So, you know, no Lawson Crichton, no uh, Fraser, no Wilson, no Michael Wood, uh, no Ryan Smith. So they're still missing a lot of top-line players, which I think could really hamstring them this season, especially in a truncated, you know, dash to the finish type season. But, um, but yeah, so they look good. But, yeah, I, I just can't help but think that they don't look like the side that was decimating the competition in 2019. So I, um, I, I said fourth spot is theirs to lose. But, yeah, their grasp on it is is loosening a little bit, if you ask me, just just because of the fact that, you know, they are missing so many players and it is such a short season. You know, they, they don't really have time to work new combinations. They've got to hit the ground running and it looks like it's been a little bit shaky for them thus far. Um, well, mate, like, like we said for brothers, I think the key thing for them would have been like holding on until they got their Reds players back in terms of whether or not they got a Fraser McWright back or a Wilso. Hamish Stewart is a new recruit. We say that the centres is probably an area where they could use some improvement. And if you got a guy like Amy Stewart, mate, uh, a brace of playmaking centre, mate, he'd be a great addition there. But with the new restrictions that the Reds guys are under, where they've got to be in this deep bubble and can't um, be anywhere other than Bellymore at home, once they play their last game, I don't know exactly what's going to be the scenario, but they might have to be in isolation for two weeks before they come back to club. So, I mean, I'm speculating here. I'm not 100% sure, but my read of it would be that. And that would mean that the clubs would probably see the guys just for finals, which, you know, it, it might be a little bit, bit late. Oh, for my yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the uh, unfortunate COVID world we are in, but, um, you know, them's the breaks. Um, well, that's anyway. it. You're, you're speculating, but everybody's going to have to be speculating. So we can only really run on what we've seen. And yeah, brothers, brothers just look a bit shaky, unfortunately, for them. But they're, they're, they're brothers. They're coached by a premiership winning coach. They've got, you know, premiership winning plays in their lineup. They're no slouches. So if anyone's going to be able to just jag wins when needed in a truncated season, it is going to be brothers. Um, but yeah, not looking as convincing as they have in the past. No. Well, look, mate, let's park round two. Obviously, as we mentioned at the start of this, um, point stack getting played for this weekend. So it's a big weekend of footy coming up with points on the line. Um, mate, obviously, we'll finish off with the match of the round at the end of this, but the other match that everyone's going to be looking at, Jeeps versus Brothers. At Yoku Road, mate, um, this could be an absolute hunting, mate. I don't think there's a game that uh, either of the two clubs get up for more. No, mate, it's going to be an absolute pearler out there at Yoku Road. It's old boys' day, as as it typically is whenever a club plays um, brothers at home. They love taking on the filth um, on their own track, but this is going to be an absolute ripper. We saw... Um, in the corresponding fixture at uh, Yoku Road last year, the Gallopers handed brothers um, a pretty solid defeat. So you know that they get up for this one. And to be honest, you know, Jeeps have scored close to 120 points in two games of footy. Brothers are one and one. So, look, I- I'm going to back in Jeeps on this one. 
No, very fair, mate. Very fair. Now, mate, your boys, Wes, they got the bye this week. Um, we've got Bond versus Norths um, back down at the canal, I believe. We will yep. just pull up the website to double check. Yeah. Yes. Enough, yes, it is. All right. Well, we got two sides here, mate. As you mentioned, Bond. Uh, great fight back last week. Probably lucky to come away with that that win against a predetermined Sunny Bank side. Um, mate, this could this could be an interesting one, mate. I wouldn't be surprised if North caused some issues down the Gold Coast. I agree. I agree. Look, I I if North didn't have to go down to the Goldie, I'd probably give it to them. Uh, I just think they might be able to stun. They might be on track to stun aside in the first round, but because they're going down to the Gold Coast, I'm giving it to Bond. But don't be surprised if uh, if Norths do a number on them. No, very true, mate. Anything could happen there. Yep. Um, mate, Sunnybank versus South. This is going to be an interesting one, mate. At, um, at uh, where are we? I've got to double check this. They're down to Sunnybank. Um, We've got two sides here. They're going to be pretty desperate for a win. And we've got, you know, Toddy Dummer's um, youth squad versus um, Sione's sort of uh, the start of his rebuild at the bank, mate. This could... Um, I, I know that this is a match that both clubs look forward to. It's sort of considered the south side derby. But, yeah, it's hard to pick this one. I don't really know who's going to come out on top here. Yeah, this one this one has a lot of unknown quantities. You know, there's the youth at Souths that, you know, before the season started, I thought they were going to cop a slack and left, right and centre, but then they do in brothers. Um, you know, Sunnybank, I thought, um, as I said, we've got to be rebuilding under Sione, but have shown plenty of talent thus far. Um, but their depth is an issue, so... Yeah, this one's this one's a weird one, but it's one that yeah, as we said, both sides definitely get up for. But I just think by way of sheer experience and um, you know the, the, what they've shown in the opening couple rounds, I think Sunnybank might come away with this one. Yeah, mate. I think yeah, it really could go either way, mate. I don't like I said, I'd be surprised if South don't bounce back after last week, mate. I just think that was probably a bit of a shock to the system to them. They had a big win over a strong club in brothers and then had to go to Yogi Road to face, you know, uh, absolutely devastating jigs outfit, mate. But, you know, yeah. I don't think we've seen them really fire on all cylinders just yet. Um, yeah, then the youth might board. have to work to their advantage. They're not got, you tend to find some of the young teams can actually uh, bounce back from tough losses really well because, yes. yeah. So it'll be interesting, but yeah, I, I just think Sunnybank might have them. No, fair enough, mate. And then we've got uh, the match of the round: UQ versus East over at Saint Lucia, mate. And I am humming for this one, mate. It's going to be excellent, mate. I'm fizzing for this one. This one's just got to be a ridiculous match of footy. I uh, I can't help but think this is going to be absolutely huge, and this could literally dictate who you think you're going to be seeing um, holding the Hospital Challenge Cup come the end of the season. You can't help but think you've got the reigning premiers up against the side that, as I said, I, I'm picking to actually come away with it this season. So, um, so 
Look, I I just think that the um, East forward pack might might get a little bit of ascendancy over UQ, and if they can get that, uh, it'll go a long way to helping them come away with the W. But you know, UQ at home are so bloody hard. So look, I'm I'm going to go East just because I'm backing them in for the whole competition. But again, this one could be a flip of the coin. I reckon over the last, you know, sort of two, three years, these East-UQ games have been some of the best of the season. Um, you just get two yeah, pretty quality teams that go at each other. And usually what we've seen is UQ get up at UQ, East get up at East. So hopefully the Tigers boys break that trend um, come the weekend. But... Um, yeah, mate, this could go down to the, down to the wire, this one, mate. It's, we got, you know, the two clubs who probably benefited the best from the COVID period in terms COVID. of who they've got yep. coming back and lining up. Unless you want to, yep. if, if you go on a point system per player, maybe we'll, we'll get him, blows them all out of the water. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we know that Will's not going to play a, a massive amount of footy for GPS. Um I don't think he's a, his head coach and Nick Stiles was too impressed with the fact that he was playing last week. So we'll, uh, we'll wait and see what comes of that um, in terms of <laughs> who's, who's playing where and whatnot. So I think Jeeves are actually, speaking of LE yesterday, mate, I believe um, Junior Rosalia, um, who is someone who I don't think he's played Premier Rugby since 2012 before he went over to the Western Force. Uh, my understanding is he's coming back for a run this week. Oh, what? Yeah. And then there's another guy, Lopu Lopu. Um, he's got another last name that's very long and I can't quite remember. Um, he's played lock for Hurricanes. He's played um, NZ7. My understanding is he's potentially going to have a run. So, Great. look, mate, it's the... The who's who of... Uh, just what teams need. Yeah. Look, just guys who decided to pitch up during the COVID period in Brisbane having a run of footy, mate. Yeah. Can't blame them, mate. It's great for the game. So, yeah, no, look, get them in, let them have a trundle, and hopefully they don't play too well when they play against the doggies. <laughs> Very true, mate. Well, look, mate, obviously another exciting weekend of rugby awaits. I'll, uh, I'll be seeing you out at UQ, mate. Can't wait. That's it, mate. I am absolutely fizzing for this one. This one's going to be an absolute belter. Oh, good. Well, mate, that brings us to the end of another Club Rugby Collective podcast. Thanks for joining us, mate, and offering some insight into our great all-sports physiotherapy hospital challenge cup competition. My pleasure, saucy boy, as per usual, brother. All right, mate. Well, take care and uh, just try to keep calm before Saturday, mate. Well done, bro. All right, mate. Catch you later. See you, bro.